Hi, welcome back to the Kate Languages podcast. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to say thank you so much to everyone who has been in touch with such lovely feedback about previous episodes. It's just, oh, it's just so lovely to think that, you know, the, the podcast is helping people and even if, you know, it's just impacting people on a teeny tiny level, then yeah, it's great. And it makes it, it really feel like, um, you know, it makes it all worthwhile. So yeah, so today I'm going to be talking about my online courses for MFL teachers. I'm just going to do hopefully quite a short episode on this one. One of the reasons is that, so I've just finished one block and we're just starting an, uh, another block this week. And I get quite a lot of messages from people and questions, you know, wondering if it's the right thing for them. And I just thought if I do a nice little podcast episode about it, just to explain in a bit more detail um, about what the courses are, what they entail, who they're kind of aimed at, etc., then hopefully that will help you to make up your mind whether it's the right thing for you. I have actually done an Insta Live on this with, with my tutors. So yeah, if you go to my Instagram at Kate Languages, uh, in there amongst my other live um uh, what Instagram lives that I've done um yeah it's, it's in there and yeah so that was a bit longer I think we chatted for a good hour or so about about the courses so yeah if you want a bit more bit more in-depth detail and the perspective of the tutors as well then um yeah then have a look at that but if you just want a quick bite-sized chunk of information then stick with me now. So just a little bit of background about these courses. I've been doing them for a good what, two and a half years now. I actually started in the summer of 2019 doing in-person classes in my house. Um, I did two weeks worth of the classes. Uh, both were actually beginner Spanish. I did offer beginner's German and beginner's French, but no one took me up on them. So I did two weeks of beginner Spanish. And like I say, yeah, it was kind of an intensive, like five, six hours a day for, um, yeah, for a week. And then a different group of people the following week. Um, I then took them online in autumn 2019. I then went on maternity leave in kind of in February 2019. So I was, sorry, 2020. So I was planning to stop them then anyway. And then obviously we all know what happened in March 2020. So I didn't do any for about seven, eight months or so. And then started back up again in the autumn of 2020. And they've just kind of grown from there really to what they are now, where we offer quite a lot more uh, well, still offering three languages, French, German and Spanish, and we're offering um, a lot more different classes now. And I'm also saying we because, as I just mentioned about the Instagram live, I do have a couple of tutors who are working with me, which is just amazing. So I'll talk about them in a moment. So, yeah, so I, I started um, doing these classes because I noticed quite a few posts on uh, Facebook groups, on teacher, you know, languages teacher Facebook groups asking for recommendations of language courses and people were you know responding and saying oh yeah you can do this like I don't know Cervantes one or you can go to like I don't know places in France or Germany or Spain or whatever and they were insanely expensive and also looking at the types of courses that were on offer I was thinking well they're not available they're not for languages teachers and I know as a linguist doing a beginner's class with people who aren't linguists can be in the nicest possible way can be really quite frustrating because as a if you've already studied a language to degree level which anybody who's an MFL teacher should have done 
um, your knowledge of, you know, grammar and that kind of thing is much, much, much higher than your average person who's doing a beginner's class in languages. So I was thinking, right, what we need is a specific class for languages teachers. So I thought, well, I'm a tutor. Why don't I have a go and, and, and see if I can uh, create these classes and, and see how we, we get on with them? And like I say, I started with these in-person ones, but now they're all online. So what I've done is created these courses that are just for languages teachers. Uh, we do have quite a few MFL trainees as well, which I think is um, absolutely fantastic. I love the way that people are so proactive in their... Tra- I mean, God knows how you have time in your training year. I think you're incredible, all the trainees who are doing the courses. Um, but yeah, to be so proactive, to think, yeah, you know, maybe I need to improve one of my languages and also to get some ideas on how to teach the um, the content as well. So yeah, so what we do is... The focus of the classes is really improving your language. So, for example, you might have a degree in French, but your school and you might have a little bit of Spanish. I don't know. I mean, you know, everybody's uh, level varies. We do have absolute complete beginners as well in the beginners classes. So say you've got a degree in French and your school is saying, right, you need to be teaching some Spanish. And you say, well, I don't speak Spanish. Which I've just got to say, happen, seems to be happening an awful lot, but that's like a whole other conversation. You know, it, this wouldn't happen in other subjects. It's just, yeah, it seems pretty unfair. Anyway, so you've got a degree in French, you don't really speak Spanish, your school says to you, right, you need to teach some Spanish, and you're like, well, I don't really speak Spanish. You are the absolute ideal person to do one of these courses. Quite often, I've got to add here as well, quite often schools do pay for them. Um, I'd say at least half of them are paid for by the schools. So if you're thinking of doing it and you're thinking, oh, it might be a bit much, like financially, then ask your school. Because I've got to say, if you don't speak a language and your school is telling you you have to teach that language, then I really think it's the school's responsibility to to pay for it. (laughs) Like, yeah. So, yeah, so our main focus is on the language, particularly with the beginners, because, you, you know, you're you're really starting from scratch and you need to have a foundation in the language before you can then start to teach it to other, you know, to the children. I tend to start the beginners classes with um, a lesson on phonics because I think that's really, really important. I have done a blog post recently on phonics. I'll put a link to that in the show notes because, yeah, I just think that's really, really important. So, um, yeah, so I tend to start with phonics and just, you know, the kind of the basics I do a lot of how to pronounce things and then what I talk about as well is how you would then teach these to the children. So quite often I will do, I don't know, if we're doing like basic verbs like to have and to be, for example, I will go through the full conjugation of the verbs with the teachers on in the classes, but I will say like, I wouldn't do this with year seven kids but I want you to know the full conjugation of the verb because I think you need to have that kind of background knowledge to um, make yourself feel a little bit more confident about what you're actually delivering. And I always think there's always that one kid, there's always one kid who's going to ask you, oh, how do you say they have? Because I've got twin brothers and I want to say like they are eight years old. And if as a teacher you don't know the full conjugation of the verb to have, if you don't have that basic kind of background knowledge, it just it just makes you feel a bit 
unconfident I think it is a really difficult thing with with your confidence if you don't really feel like you know how to teach the language um, and one of the things as well that we like I say I do a lot of phonics and pronunciation and I do find people will say oh I've been teaching it pronounced you know blah blah and actually it's not it's pronounced slightly differently <laughs> so that's always really useful as well we try to tailor the classes as much as we can to what people are going to be teaching now as I've said we started off quite small uh, with only a couple of people in some of the classes we grown to you know there's like between 10 and 15 people in um, in some of the classes for the next block so it's not always possible to to tailor it to exactly what you need but for example um in the key stage three group in the last block or the block before i can't remember i lose track um one of the teachers said that she was going to be covering tv and film so i thought well that's great so we can go over the vocabulary the pronunciation and then look at different ways of practicing that vocabulary practicing some sentences um opinions etc so that kind of thing or like i say with grammar we might cover just the basic verbs i find a lot a lot of what we're doing is the grammar because i think that's the foundation that you need and that you need an explanation for whereas with vocabulary it's a lot easier to kind of teach yourself vocabulary but hopefully also through the grammar teaching you're actually picking up quite a lot of language and vocabulary as well so um but yeah as i say we, we we try to tailor the lessons to the people in the class so sometimes people will contact me and say what's the content of the course and i can't tell you because i don't know because also we've got people who uh, have been doing it for two years um who you know who've done every single class and then we've got people who start one maybe do you know one block so they've got five lessons and then don't do it again um so it's very difficult to kind of have a cohesive course that starts in one place and then continues and continues so I tend to do quite isolated lessons that yeah that that people have, have requested basically um and i find whatever people request mo you know the vast majority of the rest of the group are like oh yeah actually that'd be really useful for me as well thank you so what other information do we do you need to know we so as i said we offer french german and spanish french and spanish in the next block at least um actually there are actually four classes for French and four classes for Spanish. So we have beginners, which is for people with pretty much zero knowledge. We do have some people who have done beginners, you know, for, for a few weeks or even for a few months. Um, I've noticed actually some of the Spanish beginners are now graduating and are moving up into the Spanish key stage three, which is fab. So they obviously feel like, yeah, I don't need to do the beginners anymore. We can move up which is amazing but yeah that really is the focus of that is really like basic you know as I said start with phonics or doing basic greetings verbs like to have and to be etc really you know the, the, the absolute fundamentals of the language we then also have a key stage three class so this is for people who are teaching key stage three so you might have a GCSE in the language but you just feel like you need some more confidence teaching key stage three, that you need a bit more understanding and knowledge and background, um, pronunciation still, as, I, as I've been saying, to feel 
more confident delivering your key stage three lessons. The content, as I say, is always dictated by whoever's in the class, but tends to be the type of vocabulary and grammar that you would cover in key stage three. But as I say, I always tend to try to go one step further just to make sure that the teachers have got that confidence um, and that background knowledge that, as I always say, that one kid, there's that one kid who's like, I don't know, you're doing... I don't know, like a, we've just done reflexive verbs with the key stage three French group. So, you know, just knowing how to conjugate the whole everything. So you're not just doing, oh, this is daily routine and we're just going to do je me lève, je m'habille, je me douche, that kind of thing. You're actually, I actually went through, so je me tute, il se, etc. Just so they can answer questions and hopefully with some degree of confidence to say, oh, I know this or I can tell you this. Um, so yeah, so we've got the ba uh, the beginners, the key stage three, the GCSE. <clears throat> so this is not for people who've got a GCSE in the language, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, some people with a with a Spanish or French GCSE might be asked to teach the GCSE, which seems really quite terrifying. Um, you might have an A level. You might even have a degree. So from the, I'd say probably if you've got a degree, the key stage three class is going to be probably a bit too simple. To be fair, it depends when you did your degree um like how much you've forgotten since then so the yeah so the GCSE class is for people who are teaching key stage four and again aren't quite feeling confident on the slightly more complex grammar structures and vocabulary needed and also just that kind of just being able to like speak and just kind of get it out so you might feel quite confident when you're when you you know you're doing the reading and listening tasks with them even maybe with the the, the writing, you might feel fairly confident being able to mark the writing, but is it the speaking that you just feel, you and you yourself just need to be able to kind of chatter a bit more in the language and get that confidence to, you know, to to really deliver those lessons in, in a more, I keep saying the word confidence, I can't think of another word, in a more confident way. So that's the GCSE class, and again, we we tailor it to who's in the group and we tend to talk about GCSE type questions um so looking at the type of writing you're doing or speaking questions or we yeah so um I do again do quite a lot of grammar but more complex grammar and again possibly going a level above what you would need to teach a GCSE students and we do discuss it do you think we would teach them this much maybe foundation you wouldn't maybe some really good higher level kids you might teach them this um so we've been doing well tomorrow actually oh no today because the podcast comes out on monday we're doing object pronouns so direct and indirect object pronouns e and on in french and yeah we'll look at to what extent you're going to be teaching these to your students do you teach it just as set phrases do you actually teach the grammar behind it etc so there is an element of the sort of pedagogy cpd and stuff behind that but also it is to help the students to the students the teachers to improve their language skills and using the word confident again to feel more confident when faced with either something from the textbook or something that a kid's if a kid's written something for you know practice writing or speaking or whatever and you're like I know this is wrong but I can't really work out why that's the kind of thing we do um and then we have an advanced class which is 
kind of a, it's like an A-level class, but again, for people who are teaching A-level. So there's every chance that you could have a degree in the language, might be a little bit rusty, might just have an A-level yourself, and you're thinking, you're either currently teaching A-level or you're thinking about teaching A-level, and again, you just want that extra little boost to be able to talk more freely and more confidently, or you want to have a bit more background knowledge about some of the topics so the advanced class tends to focus on the topics that you get at a level which yeah is just is fantastic and there's a lot more speaking involved there it's more of a conversation based class so to run through those again this is just french and spanish we've got beginners for complete beginners key stage three if you're teaching key stage three you might have a gcse or a level or even a degree but if you want more confidence teaching key stage three that's the right one for you GCSE is a bit more complex than the key stage three one the language is more complex the grammar the vocabulary etc and we talk about GCSE style questions, etc. And then the advances for A-level, the topics, again, much more complex grammar. And again, some pedagogy and CPD type stuff of how you would teach these to uh, an A-level class. That's the French and Spanish. For the German, we have beginners and improvers. So I would lump together the beginners and key stage three for our beginners and then the improvers tends to be sort of GCSE advanced. I say tends to be, we only just have two classes for German. They're much smaller than the French and Spanish classes, um, but I cannot tell you how excited I am to be teaching two German classes. It is amazing. So yes, we've got a beginners class, which from what I know about the students at the moment is, re is really going to be quite, you know, like beginners, definitely complete beginners. Again, looking at phonics, greetings, um, the basics, lots and lots of pronunciation. And then the improvers, the students we've got at the moment are really very, very good. And we tend to talk about, so actually recently we've talked about, we've looked at GCSE work and how you would mark it. And we've looked at the GCSE, the kind of grammar you need and the higher, you know, for higher tier GCSE. Yeah, so hopefully that's that's helpful. One more thing is the classes are fortnightly so that people can join two classes if they want to. So you can do beginners and key stage three, you can do key stage three and GCSE, and you can do GCSE in advance. So I've set up the timetables so that you can do those. Obviously, I just can't see anybody wanting to do beginners and advanced, although you could technically because they're on different weeks <laughs> so yeah and I do have I do have people who will do for example French key stage 3 and GCSE which I think is brilliant right you know and one of the reasons I've done it fortnightly is because people struggle to join every single week and I know how insanely busy most teachers are and it was a it was a very deliberate decision to make the classes fortnightly also in terms of our own so sorry my tutors um have an absolutely wonderful Spanish tutor called Erica who does all of the Spanish. I have a lovely, lovely tutor called Julie who does the French advanced. Erica, if you are on Instagram, is at Spanish and Umbrellas and Julie is at Teaching Planning Languages. And they, yeah, they are absolutely fantastic. Um, honestly, like I could not be happier. I'm so lucky. Yes, but but between, I mean. Erica and Julie both teach full time. I am mainly a full like 
a mum and I do these classes in the evening so actually with the 10 classes we couldn't do them weekly it's just too much so that's another reason why they are fortnightly so one more thing I just wanted to mention is a bit of feedback that we've had from students if you want to have a look at some of this feedback it is all on my Instagram as well I've done a what do you call it like posts with some lovely feedback that I got uh, earlier this year I know last year it was um but I just thought I'd read out some of the best ones okay so I absolutely love the lessons the mixture of teaching ideas in brackets really useful as I've never taught French before and then the practice afterwards on a specific topic to improve my own French is great I think that kind of sums up in a nutshell actually it's great this course is ideal to boost your confidence when you have to teach key stage three French but your French is a bit rusty the classes have helped me immensely in my confidence and Spanish. I know I can ask for support at any point and know the teacher is adaptable and willing to always help. Absolutely love my fortnightly Spanish class. The materials are of an excellent quality and Erica is brilliant. We get through so much in an hour. Okay, actually, technically the classes are 45 minutes, but I find like I can't. I tend to they tend to go on for about an hour. So just just to warn you. Uh, and it has really increased my confidence in teaching GCSE, uh, GCSE Spanish class. Lots of great ideas and lovely vocabulary too. Gracias. Um, Kate's language courses are a great way to practice with other teachers. Being able to learn Spanish from a native speaker and practice speaking and pronunciation is so valuable. So yeah, Erica is a native Spanish speaker. Julie is a native French speaker. It's really helpful being taught by a fellow teacher who knows common mistakes made by pupils and the requirements of the curriculum. It has made the lessons relevant and useful. I've thoroughly enjoyed gaining not only Spanish knowledge, but teaching skills too. Again, that really sums up what the classes are about. I mean, I could, I could keep going. We've got loads and loads of great feedback here. Like I say, there's loads more on my um, social media. So yeah, <laughs> like I said, I could keep going, but this is meant to be a really short episode and I've already been talking for nearly 25 minutes, so I'm going to leave it then. So as always, I'd love to know um, what you think of this episode. It might not be relevant to you. Apologies if it's not. But as I say, I know that lots and lots of people have asked me questions, wondering what these courses are all about and whether they're relevant for them and whether it's the right thing and which is the right level, etc, etc. So I'm really hoping that all of my ramblings just now have helped you to get an idea of if these are the right courses for you, which level would be best for you, etc, etc. Registration is closing now for the current block, but you can get in there quickly if you hear this episode of when it comes out. Um, but if you keep an eye on my social media, particular, I have to say particularly Instagram and Facebook, I try to post on Twitter, but I don't always remember and there aren't enough characters. I, need, I like writing more. And also if you on the homepage of my website, you can sign up to my mailing list. And I always, always send an email out or a few emails when registration opens again, letting you know that, that you can sign up for the next block. So, yeah, like I say, hopefully that has all been really, really helpful for you. As always, if you could like, subscribe and review the podcast, that's great because it helps other people to know that it's out there and will help them with their languages teaching. And... If you want to give me some money, you can go to uh, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Kate Languages because, you know, it's always nice to, to do things like that for people. 
Um, anyway, until next week. I uh, hope you have a lovely week and yeah, see you soon. Au revoir, adios, auf Wiedersehen, tschüss, bye. <laughs>